Hello, welcome once again to the Knots Night podcast. It's celebrating great places to drink in and around Nottingham. How have you felt going back into the pub in the last few months? We've had our freedoms back, haven't we, since uh, around about the middle of July. And at first we tentatively took those steps into the bar with our masks on and said, may we please have a pint. And then more recently, the Robin Hood Beer and Cider Festival came to Nottingham, as it always does. And it was at its new venue of Trent Bridge. I was there with loads of people. It felt good to be back. But it's not the case for everybody. Um, Matthew Curtis is with us today. Matt Curtis from uh, PedicleMag.com, a brilliant online blog all about beer and the culture of beer not so far removed from knots night but far more professionally presented with beautiful illustrations and he's written the he's written an article that says i don't think i'm ready yet what do you mean by that you went to a beer festival what happened i've always struggled a little bit with anxiety i think it's important to put that in context but it's it's something that i i manage when the pandemic during the pandemic i realized how important the third space of the pub uh, between work and home, I work from home, but the the pubs were so important to me, to my well-being. Whether it was meeting friends, sat there by myself. So, and it, I found it quite challenging to get back to them. But I put myself out there quite early on, from April, when you could sit outside. I found that my favourite pubs were never terribly busy, especially if you went out in the week here in Manchester when I lived. So I got to ease into that. But something else I love is the beer festival. And I used to love going to them, you know, one or two a month, maybe. I'm, I'm a beer writer, so this, this is part of my work. This is what I do. But I went back to Leeds International Beer Festival on September the 3rd, and it was a friend's birthday. And I wasn't feeling 100% about being in that crowd yet. I, and I hadn't realized it, but I kind of internalized it. It was a friend's birthday. I was going to get on with it. I'd managed to get back to the pub. But the reality was that, I found it immensely uncomfortable and I realized that, you know, I I personally am not ready to be in a crowd of a couple of thousand people, you know, drinking beer, mouths wide open, conversation flowing. Thankfully, this is a really well-organized festival, Leeds International Beer Festival, plenty of outdoor space. Yeah, and the thing about those beer festivals as well, um, although it's not compulsory in England as yet, the idea of COVID vaccine passports is around. And for some venues, you do need to show proof of vaccination. And um, I think that was the case in Leeds. And that creates more tension, does it? Because on the one hand, you think, oh, that's a really well-organized event. And yes, I'm double vaccinated. I've got the proof of it here. But still, it's that what kind of room or environment am I going to go into? I had my vaccination card and I hadn't um, properly read the instructions. It was my first big event back. And for some reason, I was like, this vaccination card's quite important. I'm going to keep it in my desk drawer where I keep my important documents. And I took it out my wallet and I turned up and they're like, you need to show that at the door to get in. And I'm like, what? Um, It's okay. Have you done a lateral flow test? No, I've forgotten to do that as well. So that's where sort of my panic and anxiety of this day came from. Like I had had not obeyed the rules. I'm a bit wary of the the concept of a vaccine passport uh, because uh, it, it can. It, I'm looking at what's happening in New Zealand as an example, and it can kind of create that sort of second-class citizen that is not able to access places. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I haven't worked it out yet. I do, you know, I'm vaccinated. I think people should go out there and get it. If people have chosen not to, and then suddenly we're like, well, you can't come come in. I'm very worried about where where that leads as well. 
in my head at one point I was like, well, I'm not getting into this festival I've bought a ticket for and I'm going to have spend a day with my friends. And I thought that was not going to happen. And I was not feeling great about that. Um, and, I, and I imagine that many people have gone through this because it's, it's unknown. It's new. We don't know what to do yet. No. And I, I was in Ireland um, back in September, probably about the same time as you were going to the, the Leeds Beer Festival. And they did have vaccine passports for indoor venues at the time. Uh, it's a much smaller country, but it's a country famed for its hospitality, its warm welcome, its drinking environment. And yet there I was on a rainy street in Athlone, um, being denied entry into the pub until I could fire up the app on my UK phone, get the signal working, and finally prove to them that I was clean, if you like, to come in. What kind of an environment does it need to be for you where you will finally feel like the old days? I think I follow the numbers quite closely, and I think when there's low incidences of of transmission in the community and like I am, I'm in my late thirties. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm not concerned. I, you know, I'm, I'm double vaxxed. I'll get the booster as soon as it's available for me. And, uh, you know, my biggest fear is you can still get it and pass it on, even if you don't get symptoms and, you know, that's what's happening. And there's the numbers say there's a lot of it about. Uh, and so I look at that community transmission and that R number and when that is low and it's, and it's, the evidence is that it's shrinking, then I would certainly feel a lot more confident about it. Um, so that I, I just keep looking at that. You know, we're heading into the winter um, where we're going to be indoors more. People are going to close the windows. Um, we know a lot more about the virus now than we did, you know, six months ago, three months ago. We're still learning, living with this virus as, as we have done with other viruses in the past. But um, I'm, I'm a strong believer in it's an airborne virus and mask wearing and you look at nations um you know somewhere like south korea or japan where mask wearing is if you're sick that's what you do because you stop uh, you don't carry it and give it to other people and i don't understand why that's such a huge uh, issue here you know you get in a car you put your seatbelt on it feels very similar for me um and i don't know why it's become such a politicized thing the whole, the whole mask wearing thing There's more to come from Matt Curtis in just a while. You're with the Not Tonight podcast. And if you would, we'd love you to subscribe and leave us a nice review. And check out our listings of great places to drink in and around Nottingham at notnight.com. Drinking news now, and we say cheers because the Good Beer Guide for 2022 is just out from Camera Books. There are 73 pubs listed across Nottinghamshire, which is about the same number as we have here at Notts Night, though of course our opinion might vary from theirs. And there are around 40 microbreweries. That's an extraordinary number, that, and one which we think is only likely to grow if the current trends are anything to go by. Next, some mixed news on a Knott's Night favourite. The Malt Cross on St James's Street has remained closed for far too long. And now the owners, the YMCA, have announced some limited reopening, but only for bookable events. A number of gigs are happening there for the Nottingham Comedy Festival. And next month, there'll be the return of the popular Beer and Carols. Sadly, though, the Malt Cross won't be reopening as a regular pub. 
The YMCA tell us that this gradual reopening provides the most sustainable model for the future. We shall see. But it's a real shame, isn't it? This is a massive, massive venue for Nottingham. It had millions of pounds spent on it a couple of years ago from the lottery to retain and preserve this magnificent Victorian music hall, one of the only working music halls of its type anywhere in the country. And now we can't just go there for a casual drink. We don't yet know what the business model looks like. We don't know what the books look like, of course. That's a matter for the YMCA. But surely someone can make a good fist of this brilliant, brilliant place. And online at KnotsNight.com, you can now view and download the latest edition of the famous Knots Night map. New additions this time round include the Partisan Tavern and Liquid Light in Snenton. And while we continue to try and keep our pubs clean and sterile, and of course try to save the planet, we won't be offering a printed edition of this map. After all, it's there for you anytime you want, on your phone, in your pocket. So we are talking to Matt Curtis uh, about anxiety and the pub environment or the beer festival environment, as we were talking about earlier. We we talked a bit earlier about mask wearing and why it's become a politicised issue. I don't understand why either. I mean, it seems to me that it's it's divided people more than Brexit did, which is awful. It has made us a terrible society to try and live with and live in. But when it comes to going into the pub now, from what I've seen, almost every pub that I've gone into in Knott's Nightland, and they're only the good pubs, of course, are doing the sensible thing. They're still having a certain amount of social distancing. You're still being reminded by the staff that you ought to try and behave yourself. But you, any landlord is not going to turn around a coach load that turns up um, in terms of numbers of people on a Saturday night, are they? So what's the balance for, for us as pub goers? I think the, the, you brought up a good point about people turning up and not turning their way. Hospitality has had such a horrible time um, over the past few months, not being able to trade at all. And now trading with diminished numbers while the cost of everything is skyrocketing due to energy, um, just everything going up in price, really, even with the budget, which has been generally quite good for, for alcohol sales, um, unless you make a lot of very high strength red wine. Um Generally, um, it's really important for me to in- to encourage people to get out there and support hospitality businesses, pubs, bars, restaurants. And I don't begrudge anyone uh, anyone not you know doing not turning people away. That coach load of people. Um, I think finding the balance is that is the tricky thing. I think, like I'm not ready to go back to a festival. I think it's important to realise that some people are not ready to go back to a pub, and some some pubs are busy. You know. If you go out in Manchester where I am on a Friday or Saturday night in the city centre, the pubs are busy. And there's a few times where I've got to a door and gone, do you know what, I'm going to go and find somewhere where there's a table and an open window because I'm going to feel more comfortable in that situation. But um, you know, a lot of people are comfortable in that situation and those pubs should be allowed to trade if if they're responsible and people are people are going back to gigs and people are going to football matches so people are obviously comfortable with themselves in these environments and yet um i've been to some of the more community pubs um on the outskirts of nottingham um places that might have been 
uh, wrongly termed in the past old man's pubs but uh, you know let's stick with that stereotype because some of the uh, bar staff have been telling me their regulars haven't come back in the numbers that they expected them to uh, they're okay by the way they are alive they survived that's great but they're still not supporting that pub as perhaps they they might have been expected to so so there is an expectation isn't there of use it or lose it when it's always when a pub closes people say well why has it closed well when's the last time you went to it is the question that i always go back um so it, it is important that those those smaller pubs that do rely on that that casual trade continue to get that during this time isn't it and yeah and i think the key to those pubs is there's they have to they can't just open up and hope people come back they have to use tools like People are checking Google, they're checking social media, they're looking for your opening hours, they're looking for a bit of consistency, they're looking for a bit of reassurance, we're here, here's the drinks we're pouring, here's the snacks or the food we've got. Uh, that communication is so important, you can't just expect people to turn up, you need to reassure them and, and use the resources. So social media is free, you should use these resources to tell people about your business and make sure those opening hours are there. The, the staff staffing is a, a huge issue in hospitality at the moment, and people haven't been able to keep the hours uh, they normally would and sometimes can't open. Um, you, you see that happening in real time where a business just doesn't have the staff for a day because of isolation or, or whatever, and, they, and they're, not, they're not open. Um, but that communication is so important. I always check um, Twitter or, or Google before I go out to make sure somewhere is open. And hasn't it been really disappointing sometimes to see long established pubs, some of them even part of chains that haven't updated their Twitter for three years and you don't know whether they're open or closed. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, then there needs to be people need to take responsibility for that within within these companies. I know people don't want to be on social media and, and you know, I don't begrudge it. it. It can be a pretty uh, brutal place at times, but it, it also, it's also a resource. And, and people like to check things and being reassured at the moment is key. Uh, if you're going to go out and spend some money, you want to be reassured that you're going to do it with a, a business that's taking responsibility and looking after its customers and communicating uh, is the way to do that. Interesting thoughts from Matthew Curtis. He's from PellicleMag.com. It's a great blog to look at all about beer culture. Be interested in your feedback as well. Do check out our social media, Knots Night, on Twitter and tell us what you reckon of that. What about the, the idea of vaccine passports or compulsory mask wearing, if we need to go back to that? Hopefully we won't. Uh, Matt is also the author of a new book called Modern British Beer. We'll be leafing through the pages of that particular volume in a future edition of the podcast that's just about it from this edition of the knots night podcast though don't forget go online knotsnight.com it's uh, where you'll find loads of reviews and listings of great places to drink in and around nottingham and we'll be back very soon 